<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Got another dude! What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Dudes to the right, dudes to the left, stuck in the middle with you. Got another dude! Heisman Trophy, Bronco Nagurski Award, Ultimate Dudes. Got another dude! O-Line U, bunch of dudes. Lot of dudes. Yeah! Another dude in the house! Welcome to the Lot of Dudes Podcast, Season 1, Week 10. Hey Matt, what would you call Gatorade if it was invented at Florida State? What's that, Matt? Seminal fluid. Huh. Coach Das completely outcoached Jimbo Frischer last Friday night as the Eagles tomahawk chopped Florida State by a score of 35-3. to Just as everyone expected at the beginning of the season, FSU drops to 2-5, and while the Eagles climb to third place in the Atlantic, hashtag soaring into their bye week on a three-game winning streak. Coach Adazio's hot seat has turned into a hot stove. The Eagles are going bowling, pretty much unofficially, but officially, and the future looks bright in Chestnut Hill. On today's episode, we'll talk Duda Pood, Dutius Corpus around the ACC, and to get you ready for this weekend, we'll rank our favorite buys of all time, Matt. I, I, Matt, I tell you what, I was, that was a good intro, and I think that, that recaps where we are right now in the year. Uh, we are the best team in the ACC. We are going bowling. We are going to finish 8-4. and four. I don't want to get all the way ahead of what we're going to talk about this episode, but just, just no better time to be an Eagles fan than after the last three weeks. Things could not be uh, could not be looking much better for this squad right now. So we have we have no sponsor this week, but we have some very exciting things to come on the sponsorship front. So stay tuned for that. Uh, finally, getting some some money into this program that should uh, bring about some exciting things for our listeners. Let's just dive right into it. Let's just talk about the game and, and where we stand right now. Again, I've said this now three consecutive weeks, but just an incredible performance by the Eagles again on all sides of the ball. Yes, this is not the Florida State that was ranked top five to start the year but they are still a team full of four and five star recruits, still a team coached by a national championship winning head coach. And we absolutely dominated them start to finish. The only thing I'm disappointed about, quite frankly, is that it wasn't more. Obviously we had a few drop touchdown passes. We let our foot off the gas in the fourth quarter. That's a game. If we wanted to, we could have won 60, nothing and, and no one would have batted an eye. I agree. That's the, that's the scary part about this team. We didn't even play that well. Anthony Brown only had 54 passing yards. We can play a heck of a lot better. And we did, and we still, you know, beat them by by thirty three points. Right, Matt, what's the math on that? 30, yeah, thirty three. Math points. major, but thirty three. Yeah, points. yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, you're... no, no, thirty three. You're right. Yeah, you got to no, carry 32. the one. All right, thirty two points. We either beat them by thirty three or thirty two. We'll take two. that offline and figure it out. <laughs> um, but I'll I'll tell you what. Um, you know, I, I think that we made them look like one of the worst teams in the country, and it, it's two consecutive weeks. And you know, if you go back to Louisville, obviously we we kind of we kind of got lucky against Louisville. Um, you know, we snuck away with a win where, where maybe we didn't 100% deserve one. Um, but the last two weeks have been completely one-sided. We, you know, we blew out Virginia. Uh, we blew up Florida State in front of everyone on, on you know, national primetime game. Um, it's, it's I'll, t- I'll tell you, this team, it's obviously a young team. 
And obviously we're not used to having success like this, but to do what we did against Florida State, like you said, um, that's, a, that's a team that no matter if they quit or, or what the deal, and, and by the way, I don't know if I, I necessarily buy into that, but that's a team that has 32, 32, Matt, four or five star recruits on that team versus us who have two. Well, we have three played two. Yeah, right. Exactly. We played two, right? right. Was it Dylan and uh, Dylan Hillman? Strahan? Well, Strahan's yeah, Hillman, right? I think Strahan was yeah. a four star, and then obviously Landry too. But um, yeah, right. No, to, we played to do two. about Landry, exactly. Um, so I'll tell you what, everything's looking up right now. I said it, I said it a few weeks ago. I don't see another loss on the schedule, uh, especially after the performance on Friday. There's no way this team. Um, not only will they not lose, I don't think any team has a shot of, of keeping a game within three scores against them, Matt. Yeah, I mean, again, I think NC State, obviously, we don't want to spoil that. We'll, we'll have plenty of, uh, of uh, Wolfpack preview next week. But I think what's, you know, what's amazing is, you know, while we've obviously had a tough decade of, of BC football, there have still been years where we've had, you know, strong teams and we've won some games. But even the Murphy year, which I think we'd probably agree was our best year, uh, you know, since we since we enrolled, we were still you know, grinding out wins. They were tough games. They were hard fought games. You know, maybe we were just a little more, uh, you know, better condition, more physical, whatever it was. We're not doing that now. We are reaching into the other team's hearts, Indiana Jones style, and just ripping it out and not only beating them in the game that we play and, and annihilating them really the last two weeks, we're killing their spirit. Uh, you saw obviously what UVA did last week. They lost to a, mis- uh, I shouldn't say miserable, but a mediocre pit team. Uh, Louisville went and got embarrassed by Wake Forest. Florida State, you know, I think coming into this week was still, you know, a lot of people viewed them as like, all right, they're a disappointment. They've had some injuries, but they're still Florida State. That's why they were three-point favorites. I don't see them being favored in a game really the rest of the way, you know, against against any legitimate competition. We are absolutely coming in and ending these teams' years, ending these teams' you know, <laughs> decades, quite frankly, honestly. And it's amazing. It's an amazing feeling to have. We've never seen this from from Boston College team you know, in the last decade plus. Uh, so it's just, you know, I know it's only three weeks and I know we're dealing with a very small sample size and a bunch of freshmen, but it's just, I can't say enough good things about the ride that they've taken us on of late. Matt, that's a spin zone if I've ever heard one. These teams lose to shitty teams after they play us. We must have just murdered them. It might there, be, give me, give me it, UVA was, was five and one and they just went yeah, out and lost by Matt, four touchdowns a pit. It's incredible. I, I told you all these teams stunk going in. These teams were never that good to begin with, but at the same time, um, you know, this Florida State win especially gives us a shitload of credibility. Um, yeah, sure, they lost Francois, but that's still, it was still, you know, one of the top defenses coming into the year. And I don't know how a team can, can just quit like they have. I mean, a lot of these guys are, are going to be playing the NFL in the next year or two, right? So I don't think these guys are just quitting. I don't think that's a real thing. Yeah, I just I think mean, that there's, there's probably, we, we had a superior some... game plan and our athletes came to play and Daz out coach Jimbo. Um, but, but to your other points, too, I mean, uh, it, it, it's just one of those things where like BC in the Murphy years, right? We didn't, we didn't have an identity until later on in the year. And this is the same type of deal. We didn't know who we were against wake. So that was a bad loss. Um, but we know who we are now. And I don't think we're, we're going to look back. We get three more years of this. So I can't wait, which, you know, and, and I'll say part of it is part of it is almost frustrating. Like, why do we always need to take wake, you know, five weeks until we actually figure it out? Like, and again, I'm right now I'm, I'm very much in the pro desk camp. But it does speak to the fact that, like, he's kind of making this up a little bit as he goes. No, why I mean, these are freshmen. I get that. Because Wake, Wake was the second game of 
of Anthony Brown's career, of Dylan's career, of Kobe White's career. You can't expect him to be just, you know, figure it out and switch from high school to ACC football all at once. You know what I mean? So, you know, from the Murphy year, I mean, yeah, he was a grad transfer. I, I get it. You know, I, I get your concern. Well, why isn't why, why is it taking so long to figure out? Just give Murphy the ball and, and run him into space. Well, that's the thing. I'm not saying the players, right? It's 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 it, and it's not even like really. While obviously we had some moments in the first, what was it, the first five weeks was kind of the first, yeah. So in, in the first five weeks, we, we certainly had some moments, but it was literally a, a, a switch was flipped. It wasn't like we were kind of getting better and, and, and trajectorying up and, and then we kind of have gotten to this plateau. I mean, we were grinding it out. We were playing fine against these good teams. We were still never really in these games. And now we're beating, you know, other ACC strong or, you know, coming into the year strong ACC teams by you know five touchdowns so there is a, well, there's a, and it's a little frustrating that we can't just come into a year and say this is going to be our identity we're going to stick to it and hopefully that obviously you know maybe now that he has his talent it's not like murphy's now gone he's got these guys for the next three years so hopefully you can actually keep this going but you know and, and, and by the way let's let's be up front we're completely nitpicking here this is you know right now obviously a great spot to be in uh you know with only four losses and and, and three winnable games left on the board but you know, it, it would be really nice right now to have that weight game back, to have even that Notre Dame game to, back. To have the weight frankly, game back, right? I agree. Weight but, number well, one, but Notre Dame, those I mean, losses, Vatek, those, Vatek, I mean the, why not, right? Those other three losses are, are to the number three, number four, number 13 teams in the country. They are. Oh, no, they're you great know, losses. As of this week, they're right? So, no, no, no qualm there. I just think that, honestly, we lost when we were playing pretty shitty. We lost to Vatek by, what, two two touchdowns? I don't know. Yeah, they, they, they were all close. Right. Yeah. Like, so if we had this game plan and we had this offense, I, I mean, I – like I think we have a very good chance to win any of those games, so that's uh, I think, where the frustration no. is. It's a little missed opportunity, I think. Well, I think I think we'll have another chance at these teams, uh, you know, next year. Right. I think that we'll absolutely compete. I don't know. I don't know if we can go back in time and say we could have done this better. Sure. I think the teams no, we play are, are are excellent teams, and there's a reason that we're blowing out kind of the, the bottom tier of the ACC this year for for whatever, whatever reason. You know, Florida State, Louisville are in that category this year. It's bizarre, but but it is what it is. But no, I, I agree 100. percent We could definitely steal. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I I, th- I still think Notre Dame's a, a bit of a you know, escape artists in some of these games. I don't know. I don't think that – I think they played fake good teams. We'll get it more into, into that later. But, um, you know, I, I agree. I, I think maybe we be, we definitely beat Wake, and then maybe we steal a different one, and we're probably ranked. We're probably top 15. Well, so. we'll, and we'll, and we'll get – I'm going to mention this, you know, in my dude or pood too, but we'll, we'll talk about rankings and how we feel about where we stand there. But, again, I think, you know, like I said, we're clearly nitpicking here if we're going to complain about the fact that, you know, despite how good we played the last three weeks, why can we do this for the full – uh, what would it be seven or eight weeks at this point? But again, I think that this is there's nothing to be negative about when you look forward. I think this is uh, as bright of a of a time to be a Boston College fan as we've had in in you know a decade plus, probably since pre Shinsky years. Um, so I, I can't knock anything about the performance last week. Can't knock anything about the performance over the past three weeks. And uh, I'm just excited to keep it rolling. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what. Just uh, red bandana night. Chestnut Hill was a great environment, and and you know it just. Always want to get a win on Red Bandana night, especially against Florida State, especially with you know with the way the season's been going. Um, so I would say Friday night one is just about as well as it could have. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Do you want to uh, get into dude of the week now and just keep the keep the highlights rolling? Yeah, sure. Um, my dude of the week is, and this is turning into a bit of a uh, a man crush here, Matt. But <laughs> you know, you, you know, you're obsessed with. Uh, with your boy Lucas Dennis. Lucas Big Swinging Dennis, yep. That's right. I, I, I have a man crush going on Ty Schwab. Uh, he was just an absolute 
monster on defense. He had 12 tackles. He had a pick. He had a sack. He had two and a half tackles for a loss. Um, and it's, it's just – Matt, this wouldn't be my first BC uh, middle linebacker crush here either. No, um, but, if I'm counting correctly, it would be about three or four at this point. Yeah, the last thing. I'm, I'm, That's okay. I'm getting up there. Shout out Steel DeVito. Um, <laughs> but um, I'll tell you what. So, so Strahan goes down, obviously. Um, Richardson goes down, too. I mean, the, the linebacker core we think is in big trouble, and, and Schwab has just completely stepped up as, as a leader. Um, you know, you know, both vocally, he's calling out the plays. He's, he's helping all the freshmen get in line. But he's also just showing up, and he's, um, you know, making huge plays, get really game-changing plays. So um, that's my that's my dude of the week. That guy is just an animal. Yeah, I like it. I'm gonna I'm gonna step outside of the football frame a little bit here. Uh, obviously, you never root for a teammate to go down, but let's be clear: no one's stock went higher than Ty Schwab's after the Strahan injury. Uh, you know, Ty Schwab's a fine-looking guy. We tweeted that he probably has a girlfriend in every dorm uh, on campus. But let's be clear, if you're lined up next to Connor Strahan, you're always going to be the second best looking guy on that linebacking course. So, uh, you know, it's, it's obviously too bad he went down, but I guess there are winners in every negative, uh, in every negative instant. Uh, with the, with the non-football frame theme, uh, my dude of the week is going to be our head of Instagram. So I mentioned, uh, this person a, a few weeks ago, I think when we, when we signed her on. So, uh, we brought another female into the fourth and dude family. Uh, she has kind of taken over our Instagram from start to finish. Uh, really built a nice brand for us there. Had some great shots from Dewey's. Uh, a lot of, a lot of great times on Dewey's, uh, on Friday night throughout a win that we don't have to, you know, bite our nails the whole time for. So shout out to our head of Instagram. Give us a follow at fourth and dude. A lot of good content. Uh, we had some, you know, some good beer monsters, uh, some other good, some other good back and forth from the Dewey's evening. So definitely some stuff worth, uh, worth checking out there. Yeah, shout out to Dewey's. You never know when you walk into a bar if it's going to be a, a, you know, beer monster friendly bar or not. Um, happy to report that, that Dewey's is, fortunately. That's what we look um, for in bars. Yeah, no, we know that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, great times had by all. Can't say enough, enough good things. Uh, about Dewey, shout out to the bartender um, who's uh, our newest listener. Shout out to uh, don't have don't have their name, but but shout out if you're listening, you know who you are. They definitely um, are. They definitely are listening. <laughs> All right, uh, with that, let's let's jump into to Duder food here, Matt. Um, why, why don't you kick things off? Sure. So for my dude, uh, this was a concern we had early in the year. So I'm very happy to now put it to rest, uh, you know, I, and I'll admit that I was on the wrong end of history here. But my dude is that we will not have to change our podcast name after this year. I think coming into the season and really through the first four or five weeks, there was a lot of concern that obviously the head dude, Steve Adazio, would be done on the heights either middle of this year or after this year. And we would be left scrapping for a new podcast name. Obviously, we were hoping that, you know, someone like Joe Moorhead got the job. Those joke, jokes would write themselves. Uh, I'm sure we could come up with something creative for Chip Kelly. But a lot of dudes has a nice ring to it. Goes to the whole fourth and dude theme. It's nice to just kind of keep that in the family. So uh, he has five wins right now. Obviously, he'll beat UConn to get us to six wins. Again, I think we both think that he's going to grab two more to get to eight. But even with six wins, he's he's definitely safe for another year based on what we've seen out of the last three weeks. So uh, a lot of dudes will, will survive fourth to dude will survive another year. So uh, hey, Matt, things to come. So we're not going to change the podcast name. I agree. Are you going to change your name? Just, just cause you were so, so far on the wrong side of history. Everyone refer back to uh, our week four pod in which Matt called for, for coaches firing and, and really called for coach to be um, 
uh, what's the word with the stake? Uh, hung at the stake. Oh yeah, Draw- burned at the stake. Drawn yeah, and quartered yeah, yeah. or burned at the stake. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So hey, by now, the way, along speaking with of everyone uh, else, I got a topical reference. Uh, Halloween. They were all, I think, drawn and quartered and burned at the stake. So, uh, good job by you for bringing that back to uh, Salem Witch Trials Halloween. Salem Witches. There yeah, we sure go. Are. We're right. sure. Are. Yep. We're on the same page. Cool. We're on the same page here, Matt. Love it. Um, okay. So, so you are not going to change your name. Uh, I'll think about it, but okay. Okay. All right. Perfect. Um, on that note, I'll, I'll jump into my pood. Um, my pood is that we may actually have to change the name of our podcast when Daz goes to Florida. Um, so my pood is that, uh, you know, Jim, Ackle- Jim Ackleman was obviously fired from, from Florida this week. Um, Daz was at the top of the short list, it seems like, uh, by all accounts. No, what are you Matt, watching Matt, there? This is, this is my poo. Yeah, this I is won't my interrupt Let me you. Say I'll, I'll have my retort, but I'm not going to interrupt you. <laughs> Daz is rumored to be in the mix. I won't say the top of the short list, but he's, he was on the list. Um, and I'll tell you what, Matt, if I'm, if I'm Daz and I've been treated like this by my so-called fans um, this year and, and, and years prior and everyone's calling for my head, I'm saying, fuck it. I'm leaving. And you know what, Matt? I'm taking all my freshmen. I'm taking A.J. Dillon. I'm taking Kobe. Fuck it. I'll even take Mike Walker. I'm taking all of them with me to Florida where everyone loves me, where we won championships. And that's where I'm going. And, and see you later, BC. And by the way, pay me my buyout and I'll, I'll be making seven mil. And I'll tell you what, Matt, that's that's my poo. We're going to lose Daz. It was nice knowing him. Um, and I'm going to be a Florida fan. And, and that's that. OK, so just a couple things here. You definitely threw you definitely threw a lot at me. Uh, number one, that's not how buyouts work. I just want to be clear about that. Yeah, I, I knew I was wrong. Yeah, but I thought that maybe you wouldn't call me out. So, on it, so 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 just for example, if you were to quit your job tomorrow and go to another firm, uh, yeah. your current firm would have just had to pay you your salary for the next five years. So just to be clear about that, I don't know if that was a life decision you were thinking about making. Don't do it because that's not how that works. Number one. Uh, number two. Yes, he was at Florida for was that two national championships? Whatever. He was there during a very successful period. Uh, but even when he left and then even when BC hired him, it was kind of a running joke amongst their fans because he was absolutely despised by their fan base for focusing on the run, run, pass, punt offense. Uh, clearly, he's gotten out of that shell now. Shout out to uh, Scott Lefty Loeffler for, for kind of waking up the offense here. Uh, but Florida fans would be absolutely livid with that hire. Despite- Everyone, but by the way, everyone's fans are livid when you win national championships, and then the year after you don't win national championships, and everyone hates you. So let's let's relax. I you know that's, I, that's, I think we're we're we're, we're you know, sort of nitpicking here a little bit. But, that's fine. But um, but SEC teams work differently. Every SEC team, and again, Florida, by the way, has has you know legitimate claim at this uh, of being a you know a top five, top ten program, probably top ten program in the country. When you're a top 10 program in the country, you don't get a coach who, you know, you had whatever a decade ago who the fans were furious with and who, you know, now is, again, obviously he's looked awesome over the past month, but otherwise he's, he's been a 500 coach. You go for a guy like Chip Kelly and you're quite frankly not happy unless you get a guy like Chip Kelly. In terms of where we look on, and again, one of my poods, and I'm, so I'm glad you talked talk about it, was just the whole having to deal with the coaching carousel and hearing his name come up. Florida, for me, is not even remotely on my radar. Tennessee, when they inevitably fire Butch Jones, if they haven't already by the time this episode comes out, uh, for me, is a much bigger concern. Uh, but beyond that, I think Daz is definitely, and the style of his play and his personality, fits much more in the Big Ten. Nebraska really is, I think, the only one that's going to have an opening there. Usually they like to stick with either a bigger name or Nebraska connection. So that's not really that scary as well. Um, so I'm not, hor- I'm not horrified that he's going to leave. 
And the other thing I'll say too is how about Penn State? How about Penn State, Matt? When Franklin leaves, because I think Penn State is the same thing. They can say they're a top five program. They're not oh. going to go to Steve Adazio, who's who's been despite I think what this that, last month has been. Who and even if he finishes at eight and four, beyond that, he's you know never had above seven wins. I, I just I think that you need a bigger name, and Penn State will pay for a bigger name. So that's I mean that's and that's what it comes down to is these big We've programs said it. pay, but you know you have to be an idiot. I saw a poll. And we got to keep moving here. But I saw a poll. Only 27% of BC fans are on board with another year of DAS. Even after this was this was you know as of two days ago after the after the big win against Florida State. You have to be you have to be the dumbest person alive to not see the potential for us to be a, I I think a legitimate ACC contender for the next three years. No, the way we're clicking right now. You have to be so dumb. We bring back literally everyone next year except for I guess Landry and Schwab. Um, but you get back Strahan, you get back, you know, Baker, you're loaded. You're absolutely loaded next year. Um, really, the next the next few years, you have a great recruiting class coming in. This this team it has, I mean, the sky's the limit for this team going forward. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I, th- I think we are certainly putting the cart so far before the horse. Uh, Until he's is, gone tomorrow. And this then, is not, you know, look, he, he, can, he can be mentioned on any list because he's a, if you're a power five coach and you are above 500, you're on every coaching list. Uh, no AD who actually does their research on, you know, look, obviously not how fans feel about him right now, but how fans have felt about him, you know, whatever it might be. Look, he's going to be here next year if, if, you know, unless he says I want to just like quit and just ignore my buyout and go sit on the Cape, he's going to be here next year. Uh, with that said, I think that segues nicely into my pood, uh, which is the national media and their opinions of BC. So we have been on this red hot winning streak. Not a single word of positivity comes in our direction. I think in just the last point of the coaching search, people don't look at BC as like they're doing a great job. They just think we're, okay, we're beating up on cupcakes. Good for them. That's not a coach that you go and poach. Uh, the national media is giving us no attention, no respect for what we've done over the past couple of weeks. My specific qualm is with Reese Davis. Um, the storyline with everyone, specifically on, the, on ESPN, has been, you know, how basically these teams that we played have been frauds or have quit. Uh, you know, choke down the stretch, whatever it is. Reese Davis has been leading that charge, obviously, on game day on Saturday morning after the big win. Friday night, he came out of the clouds and just said, Florida State, what a, you know, pathetic performance. They just quit. I've never seen, you know, a performance as bad as that. Without mentioning Boston College, led by all freshmen, uh, they've been absolutely barnstorming over the past three weeks. Uh, they've put up over 40 points a game over the last three weeks. None of that. It's just all Florida State is bad. My bigger qualm is the fact that he uh, and Kirk Herstory, this is like both of their crusades, anytime they bring up BC, they bring it up in a negative light, and they bring it up in a negative light because they say that we have field hockey and lacrosse lines on our uh, football stadium. I went on a very long Twitter rant, follow Fourth and Dude on Twitter, but basically how lazy and how out of touch can you be when 30 years later, and I looked up pictures, the earliest picture I could find was 1995, we did not have lines on the field then, so I, I don't know when this happened, but it must have been before then. How lazy and out of touch can you be that this is still your go-to for a Power 5 team that is less than two hours from your residence in Bristol, uh, you know, 30 years later? It's pathetic. It's, it's, it's annoying. Uh, it's frustrating as a fan of a good football team right now, and, and obviously we've had good teams, good players over you know, the previous years. Uh, and quite frankly, I'm just tired of it. We're not going to get respect. We can win the ACC the next three years. And it's good. The story is going to be about how the ACC is down. Nothing about how Boston College is a good team. So I'm tired of it. Uh, we're going to have to just row our own boats, and that's fine. We're going to kind of go off on our own. Uh, but when we do play well and they say, hey, there's a really good team two hours from Bristol, let's go up and do a big set there, they're not welcome. 
when game day wants to come here in the next three years, you're not welcome. Uh, I'm officially done with ESPN. They, they lied through the Brady trial. They are lying and telling more falsehoods now. Uh, so this is my official. I'm done with them. You're not welcome on the heights and you are official dead to me uh, and dead to this fourth and dude, lot of dudes podcast period. Uh, yeah, tell you what, Matt, I agree, agree with all that. Re- really nice job there. Uh, I'll say a couple things. Hey, I'm a Chris Fowler guy through and through. Yeah, I am um, too. He's, he's always been nice. Actually, you know what? No, 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 no. Chris Fowler, by the way, is running this list too. Remember the, when Florida State won the national championship, uh, three years ago, that was the year that we played them very tough at home. Jameis threw that Hail Mary at the end of the first half. He interviewed, you know, some, some star on the Florida State offensive line right after the championship game. And on the field, the guy said, you know, look, you know, we found ourselves down against who they play Clemson, uh, Auburn, whatever. And so we found ourselves down at half. It was it felt like we were back in Chestnut Hill. Uh, you know, we rallied ourselves in that game against a good team. We knew we could do it against here, too. And he shit all over Boston College. He goes, are you honestly going to compare, you know, lowly Boston College to a to an ACC or, a, you know, to a to a national powerhouse? So since then, he's been dead to me, too. I complimented my Twitter thread. OK, but I forgot all about that. So I don't forget. It. I hold a grudge. All right, uh, I'll try this again. Uh, I'll tell you what, I still hate Herb Street's kid Thank and Herb you. Street. Yes, agree with that. Uh, 100%. Cool with that? All right, yeah, that's completely. A, that's a common completely. Anime that we can agree on. Good. All right, that's great. Um, I'll just slide in my dude here. It's, it's kind of tough to follow that, Matt. But uh, my dude is going to be uh, ACC contention, which I know it's a stretch, but um, BC was was technically not mathematically eliminated um, from contending to. What was it? The Orange Bowl. We still had a chance to go to the Orange Bowl. But we had a chance cool. to win the As ACC. Of, yeah, we, yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. We had a chance to win the ACC. Although I don't think we'd get into the playoff. But uh, <laughs> so we had a chance to go to the Orange Bowl, right? So uh, a million things had to go right. Clemson State. Clemson had to lose, lose out. NC State had to lose out, and then they'd beat Clemson. So I don't know. I, I can't do the math. But um, we were we were at uh, Pro- Professor Tom's um, in the city Saturday night. Rooting against Clemson, kind of, because I still think Clemson should it'd be good for the ACC for them to go to the playoff. But, um, you know, kind of rooting for Georgia Tech to knock off Clemson and then, you know, have this, you know, impossible, you know, miracle run. And then BC goes to, you know, the ACC championship. But um, you know, it didn't happen. But, you know, it feels good to have uh, postseason implications. It's been a while since we felt that in really either sport. Um, and I, I don't want, I'm going to hold my breath for basketball, but more on that in a, in a month or so. Uh, but so so that's my dude. Uh, looking forward to to you know, being in the mix going forward. So quick, quick, more, one more poot I want to throw in. Uh, how bad was, was Daz's depth chart management at the beginning of the season? Yep. We, we've been yeah. absolutely decimated by yep. injuries and our, our second stringers are literally the best players in the ACC between Petrula, Lamont, uh, you know, Dylan obviously wasn't getting a lot of touches early on. They're literally the best players on the team. Why aren't these guys starting right away? Matt, I mean, yeah, I mean, you could, you could, you could take that thought. Right out of my head. Uh, that's not that's not surprising. <laughs> I don't think you're you're gonna be surprised that I feel that way. But yeah. Oh. It's... Well, wait, was that a way to, to turn on Daz? Because I'll tell you what, who recruited these guys? Daz well, he did, did so. but clearly he didn't realize that they were you know ready to go right away. But whatever. We, no, we're, another, we're another, another, we're another credit. Another credit to Daz. Matt, please shut up. Another credit to Daz. 2015, we lose our you know three of our best quarterbacks. Well, we lost our best our yeah, take number it, one quarterback. Take much never, easy there, but yeah. And, and, and everyone else turned out to, to stick. So then we kind of lost them too. Um, but our team never quit. You know, we almost beat Notre Dame in, in 2015. Our team never quit like Florida State did. Another credit to Daz there. Okay. What's next? Go ahead. What's What's next is we'll just we'll just jump into Eagles in the Wild here. Uh, I'll go first. I'm going to give my shout out of the Eagles in the Wild to Matt Milano. Uh, he had an awesome pick six in Buffalo. I think he had an interception uh, the week before as well. So he's starting to do good things. Uh, this is all obviously coming on the heels of John Johnson and what he's 
uh, done in LA that pick six, I think three weeks ago. So our, our most recent class of Eagles in the NFL are, are definitely showing off. A couple of wounded Eagles back in the news, Matt. Um, Brian Boyle is officially back. He overcame, uh, just, just playing through the cancer, which is just, uh, phenomenal. Uh, Luke Keekley, who's officially, uh, concussed more often than not these days. He's also back on the football field, um, which is good, kind of bittersweet, uh, just kind of looking forward to him, him and Daz being, you know, him being our defensive coordinator next year. That would have been oh, I cool. Thought, I, thought, I thought you were going to say as our, our third podcast host. I thought that was a legitimate possibility too. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what, me and him go, do go way back there. So, That's true. Uh, but yeah, he, he's already, you know, he's still the best player on that, on that Panthers team. So um, shout out to him. He had a big game. I think he had a pick uh, last week too. So um, those are my Eagles in the wild. Next up, let's jump into Duteous Corpus, correct, Matt? That's uh, that's correct. Yeah. All right, let's, cool. well, let's talk some playoffs. All right. So obviously the, uh, you know, the national rankings, uh, the first official, uh, you know, rankings came out Tuesday night of this week. Um, and you have, you know, Clemson, obviously in the top four, as well as, you know, kind of the, the, the tourist ACC team and Notre Dame. Um, initial reactions, Matt, to both of them being in the top four. Any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, Notre Dame, I, I don't think right now is one of the best four teams in the country. But I think if you look at this from a playoff committee perspective, if Notre Dame wins out, you know, they'll be in. And I think that's as much as I hate to say it. I think that is, you know, legitimate. I think that which they be, will. I mean, their schedule. I mean, Miami, they got Miami, they got Miami coming up next week, uh, two weeks. Well, let's, let's get into Miami in a second because they, they're brutal too. Yeah, no, I, the, the, but, but you know, I think you look at it, uh, obviously USC was a good win. Michigan State, you know, is, is going to end up being an okay win. Um, you know, NC State quite honestly, was, NC State, right, good win. I mean, they, they've won big, that was the thing. So I, I do get it that, you know, that they look good against against supposed good teams. So, and, um, and, and they're not in the woods, by the way. They, I think they play Stanford uh, is probably their biggest game yeah, left. But even Navy, 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 Navy is, could be Navy's right there. Um, so again, if they, if they win out as much as it sucks, they absolutely deserve to be in the top four. Obviously they benefit from their one loss being to who's, you know, Georgia who's obviously the number one team exactly. in the country exactly. at this point. So, and, and that was a, that was a, what, a one or two point loss. Yeah. A one, a one point <laughs> right? loss. So, so, um, I, I guess I get it. I just, I really do think they're a fake good team. I think everyone sucks this year. I, I don't know if there's a single good team on this, on this planet. This well, year, Matt, I'll say what I'm happy BC. about. Yeah. Well, except for BC, I'll say what I'm happy about is, uh, and I don't necessarily get it, and it's obviously going to change at the end of the year because it's going to depend on what happens in the SEC title game. But I'm happy with at least looking at the bracket right now, having Alabama be the two seed, getting to play Notre Dame, uh, hoping for a little Manti Teo rematch with another 60-point blowout on national TV. Oh, yeah. There's a part of me that, obviously, we all despise Notre Dame. There's a part of me that enjoys them just obviously losing every week and finishing last year like they did 4-8. and eight. But there's a part of me that likes just as much them getting their hopes all the way up and getting to the national championship like they did a couple of years ago and being in the final four this year and just getting their hearts ripped out on national television. Uh, that's a lot of fun. It seems like Twitter kind of across the country, not even just, you know, the BC nation comes together for that. Everybody hates Notre Dame. That's something we all can get behind no matter who you root for. So uh, definitely, definitely not all bad with them being in the top four uh, because at the end of the day, I do think that Alabama is still by far the best team in the country, and, and you know I really think that would that would be a bloodbath. So we have that to look forward to if all else fails. Uh, so Clemson uh, obviously plays NC State in a, in a pretty big game next week. It's pretty much the uh, the battle for the Atlantic. Uh, whoever wins that game, and I, I really do think NC State's going to get exposed, you know, 
pretty. I, I told you last week, Matt, that they were going to expose against Notre Dame. They did. I've been right about everything all year. I keep saying that, but it's true. Yeah, you've been on a uh, streak. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. And uh, you know, again, I don't think Clemson's even that good. I don't. I don't think they're actually the number four team in the country. But um, I think the ACC is, is kind of down this year, and I don't think NC State is going to come out of the Atlantic as the champ. I don't even think this will be a close game. No, I don't either. Um, and, and, we'll, and we'll get into we'll get into obviously NC State talk the following week. But I agree with you. I, I really don't think they're that good. Obviously, Notre Dame exposed them. Uh, that game, obviously, I think was close on the scoreboard in what the first quarter, first quarter and a half. But uh, I was watching in the background, and Ohio State, Penn State was obviously like the the main focus. Um, but I kept my eye on the Notre Dame NC State game, and and from what I saw, I just never felt again beyond a, a close first quarter score that they really ever had a shot. The other big games on the other side of the uh, the ACC, it's Virginia Tech and Miami. This is just a huge weekend for the uh, for the ACC. Uh, that's probably going to be the battle for the Coastal Division. Mm-hmm. Um, Miami looked terrible, absolutely terrible, barely barely squeaking away a win against uh, North Carolina last week. Who, by the way, uh, Virginia Tech beat like fifty nine to seven the week before. Yeah. Um, so. You know, yeah, North Carolina is probably the worst. Is one of they're, they're, the they're worst awful, right? And Miami really horrible. struggled. That was a team that UNC, you know, very very could easily beat. I think they lost by four or five points. Um, again, I think Virginia Tech wins big. I think they're a real good team. Um, I think that it will be Virginia Tech and uh, and Clemson, um, which isn't you know that's not something that's that's just going to shock anyone. But you know those those are two teams that I think you know if they whoever wins. You know the ACC between those two teams, I think should should get in the playoff. I think we'll get in the playoff. What's uh, um, what's Montex one loss? Uh, oh, Clemson, yeah. Clemson, Clemson, correct. Yeah, so yeah, yeah if, they, if they go if they go with one loss, uh, that would imply that they would beat Clemson. Presumably, if Clemson, I mean Clemson at this point is going to win the uh, going to win our side of the ACC. So that so you know if they beat Clemson in the championship game and that's their one loss, their one on one against Clemson. I see. I agree with you. There's no way they don't get in. Uh, but I also think you know you could say that for really every team, probably the top. You know, 15. If you win out, including your conference championship game, you're getting in. Obviously, same goes for Wisconsin. If you're undefeated, you win the Big uh, Big Ten. You're in. Miami, right now they're at 10. If you're undefeated and you win the ACC, you're going in. So, I mean, it's 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 definitely weird. I think I think it's, I was I was glad to see Miami. By the way, ranked. I think they were ranked nine or ten. Um, yeah, they're ten. Even they're they're undefeated. Ten the yep. Because they stink. They they stink they when do. you watch them, and I know they're undefeated in the ACC, and that sounds great, but that's actually just not a good football team. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I will say, you know, from a national perspective, I think the ACC is better when Miami is perceived to be good. Um, it's just more fun for football too. They're one of those teams that, like, when Miami has their swagger back, that's that's fun as a as a football fan, not even just an ACC fan. Um, but I agree with you. I, I don't think they're nearly as good as seven and zero. And I think, quite frankly, when they play Notre Dame, which, again, I think is in two weeks, it's either this week or the week after, uh, I have a bad feeling that's going to be pretty ugly. It's in South Bend, which obviously doesn't help. Uh, I think they're going to look very similar to NC State and end up losing that game by three or four touchdowns. Yeah, that's a good point. I think the committee is going to really like that for uh, for Notre Dame. Sure, they right, might, they might, a top-ten ranked right team. So, yeah, yeah. They're not, I don't think Notre Dame is going anywhere. I think they're going to make the play, which makes me sick. But to your yep. point, it sets them up for, for a big fall. So exactly. uh, do, you see any, do you see any situation where an ACC team gets, gets sort of caught out of the, the playoff? Oh, I a guess, thousand percent. A thousand percent. I, I, mean, if, I it, guess it, if Clemson – uh, yeah, I guess there's a lot of different ways that it very, can happen. Very easily, right? I mean, again, Miami, you know, let's say Miami beats Vatek, and then let's say Miami loses one of their remaining ACC games, which is very possible. Uh, and then whoever that but is. But then the Coastal, yeah, but then the Coastal beats Miami. Yeah, 
beats the Atlantic champ, right? I also see one of the like I see either Vatek winning out or Clemson winning out. You know what I mean? Like I don't yeah, see yeah. Clemson. So so I do think someone's gonna get in, but I think there's definitely a you know, greater than zero chance, considerably greater than zero chance, especially with some of these teams, you know, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Penn State, right there, Wisconsin. Uh I think there's a pretty significant chance that they get left out. I mean, right now, obviously, you have no Big Ten team, you have no Big Twelve team. Like, why? Right. You know, the ACC is that much better that we deserve a team more than more than the other ones. So, yeah, I, I think this is absolutely not a given. Uh, right now, Clemson, I think more than anything, is benefiting from being the defending champions and the defending champion. You know, barring a collapse, should always have a chance to defend that title. True. Let's just hope that uh, you know we get Notre Dame in there, we get you know another CC team in there, then and everyone kind of jumps up in the uh, in the bull hierarchy, right, in the ACC. So so that'd be great for everyone. That's true. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. So just a little uh, you know kind of look behind the curtain here. Obviously, we don't have an opponent this week, so we don't have fun facts for university. We don't have a preview for this week's game, but we did not want to not provide the top five notable alumni plus a six man. So a little bit of a drunk idea here. Uh, this came to us over the past couple of weeks and we kind of got excited about it at Dewey's on Friday night. Matt, I'll give you the credit here. You, you can own this one. Matt yes. came up with this one. I pre- appreciate right it. Matt. Yeah. For better or for worse. I kind of wish we were sharing the credit here uh, and also sharing the blame. We're going to go with the top five buys, uh, top five plus six man buys. So we're going to really have this kind of be dealer's choice. Kind of, you can get as creative as you possibly want. Uh, but again, we did not want to rob you all of a top five notable alumni this week. So uh, I have no idea where this is going to go. It could go off the rails pretty quickly. Matt, do you want to start or do you want to give me the honors? Yeah, for this one, I, I can go first here, Matt. Um, I guess I'm in my one spot. I'm going to go with the song by Lamos. Does that does that work? That that does work. That does okay. work. Okay, all right, Good job. great. It's a it's a very underrated uh, Enrique Iglesias song, and I'll tell you, a hero in, in Escape, they get a lot of the the hype. But Bailamos uh, really fucks Matt. It's a, it's a great song. And actually, a little Spanish lesson, it means we dance. It does. It's the uh, the Nosotros version of the, the verb bailar. So. People don't talk enough about the fact that my school district has the best Spanish program in the United States uh, as voted huh. on by a group of teachers somewhere. So shout out to that. Middle of uh, Connecticut. Who would have thought? <laughs> who would have thought? I know. We're, we're, we got a lot going on. A.J. Dillon, good Spanish programs. What's better than this? George uh, Springer. Hey. George that, Springer, huh? Tyler Murphy. I can go all night here, but I, I will I will not. I will keep it rolling here. My two pick. I'm going to also keep it on songs. Uh, bye, bye, bye by InSync. Really good song. Good music video with the puppets. That's always fun. Uh, InSync was was obviously the songbirds of our generation so far. Uh, shout out to JT and bye, bye, bye. I figure that fits very well with the with the bye week. My yeah. Now, Matt, comment. Go ahead. Does it, does it have to? So that was an honorable mention. That that was kind of a, a low hanging fruit. Um, did it have to say the word by or could it just sound like to sound like by because by Lamos like is actually by Lar, as I mentioned. Yes. B.A.I. No, that's fine. If it sounds okay, like by, right. that's fine. We can do again. There, let me be very clear. There are no rules to the top five plus six band notable alumni on by. Got it. We are okay. in uncharted waters. I thought, right I, thought now. I was so breaking one. So a lot of dudes. Is, a lot of dudes is writing the rules. Uh, I'm going to go for my third pick. The Irish goodbye. Uh, Ooh, nothing better than being at a bar, not wanting to be there anymore and not wanting to deal with saying goodbye you know, to, to the whole group there. Really, this, I would say, is specific or, or, or most applicable to work happy hours. Like you had a couple of drinks after work, you know, it was fun for like an hour. But you've spent nine hours with these people and you spend 40 hours a week. You don't really want to spend another four with them at a bar. So uh, you get your, your two free drinks on the work tab and you just leave and don't tell anybody. Irish goodbye. Just a, just a great feeling. 
Good one. Um, I'm going to go with the binary scale in my four hole here. Um, and I want to be careful just given the whole climate of, of America these days. Uh, but the binary scale is, is a really useful scale. Um, it's obviously one or zero with one being a yes and zero being a no. It comes in handy in a lot of different scenarios, um, whether you're talking, you know, sports, uh, you know, other stuff. Um, chicks, Matt, I don't know, but if you're, can I say that? Maybe we yeah, can you can say that. that. No, okay, you can say right. that. Um, so very, very helpful scale, um, and sort of just cut into the chase, uh, you know, so that, so that's my, my four, the binary scale there. Um, in my five spot, Matt, I'm going to go with bike race. Ah, good. I like game. that. Yeah, that's yeah, a good one. That's that a good a, one. That was a good one. Um, it's probably the best app of all time for my money. Um, it's a game in which you can obviously bike race against your buddies, uh, there's, there's no better procrastinator. We must've spent hours, hours upon hours, hundreds of hours in the, in the Ruby common room senior year, just, just bike racing each other. Um, do you, hang on. Do you still play that by the way? I know you were, you were kind of a, 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 a late adopter. You were on that for a while. I think I stopped yeah, after like a month, too, but do you still play it? Yeah. Keg, my, our buddy Keg Bropez and I, um, I think we, we played 3000 or so games when it was all said and done. I recently retired. I did recently retire. I accidentally um, you know, it's just a killer on data. So I got, I got yelled at for that. And I, you know, so we had to, we had to grow up and become adults, but, um, you know, just that, that's, that's just, uh, just brings back a lot of memories, bike racing against, uh, against, against the boys in Ruby. Good. Good. Glad to hear that. That's a, that's a, that's a good fit. Again, bike, bicycle, that works well. Uh, for the, uh, sixth man, I'm going to go with a bisexual Marlon Brando. Uh, did not know that he was bisexual until I went on Wikipedia's list of famous bisexuals today, but you learn a lot on Wikipedia. Uh, phenomenal actor, obviously great in The Godfather, but also a streetcar named, uh, streetcar named Desire, I believe. Stella, I think that's streetcar named Desire. Don't correct me on Twitter if I'm wrong. Uh, but phenomenal actor, one of the best of his generation, if not the best of his generation. So I think he rounds out the, uh, the top five buys very nicely. Nice. Very, very good one. I don't know who Marlon Brando is, man. You do. He's I, the godfather. He's literally the godfather. Oh, he is. All right. Now I, so now I know. Yeah. Um, I have a couple honorable mentions. So speaking of movies, I had Bicentennial Man. That was just off my list. Um, oh, okay. That was a, that was an honorable mention. Um, biology, which is actually a pood. I wasn't so good at that. Um, biographies I had, Matt, which is, um, you know, in 2017, it's pretty much just Wikipedia. But mm-hmm. I tell you, you, can, you can learn a lot about someone by clicking on their Wikipedia biography there. Um, and then my last one is Craig Biagio. That works. Yeah, that does work. Uh, the only one that I did not get to put on my list other than bicycle, which you, you know, definitely covered in bike race, uh, biplanes. Everyone knows I'm a big history guy. Biplanes were huge in world war one. Uh, unfortunately by world war two, they were phased out by the monoplane. Uh, but world war one, the kind of the red Baron, uh, we don't get there without biplanes. Tell you what, Matt, that was, that was a good segment. I think that went really well. I'll tell you what, that went about as well as I, as I thought it was going to when I, when I kind of drunk, uh, drunk thought that went up. So good job by me, good job by us. I think we, we put on our game face there. Uh, we're going to keep it rolling here into the, again, we don't have a game this week, uh, but we're going to do a, a, a little bit of a twist on the travelability rankings. We're going to very quickly, uh, just within about two minutes or so, go through our travelability rankings of our possible bowl destinations. So right now, obviously, it depends on how we finish, but uh, I would say the big three or four that people are talking about are the Pinstripe Bowl, uh, the uh, Armed Forces Bowl in Annapolis. I might that might be the wrong name, but the one in Annapolis. Uh, military Bowl. Are, military Bowl. Thank you. People are saying the bowl in Shreveport again. Uh, I think that's kind of really? what I'm hearing for the. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard that one tossed around. 
Uh, that's kind of all I'm hearing for the big ones. And then the other one that that's going to be potentially high on my list is going to be the Music City Bowl. Any others that you want to throw in there? And I think we just go through quickly and rank them. But those are my four uh, options. But if you have any others that you want to include in there, toss them in, and then we'll uh, we'll rank them. Yeah, I guess I'd just throw the uh, the Sun Bowl in there. Sun Bowl, um, good one. Yep. Which and then the Belk Bowl, which is. Um, you know, that's, that's, I think that's in Charlotte, right? I don't think we're going back to Detroit, so we can scope that one out. Yeah, let's go. Um, I don't even want to think and then about the, that. The only other one, and we can, we can scope this out too, is the, the Tax Layer Bowl. I think they alternate with the Music City Bowl. I can't figure out how these work. Yeah, Sometimes it's, it's they a weird ACC. kind of ACC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like who fills what first, but okay. But, let's uh, let's those, keep it with the sun. Five, let's keep right? it with the sun. Yeah, right, sun, so belt, pinstripe, pinstripe music. Shreveport, music. Okay, okay, got it. I'll go, um, I'll, I'll run first because I have these all. draft. Oh, you want to go? St- okay, fine. We'll do state draft. All right. With the number one pick, I'll say Music City Bowl. Um, really? We I, live in New York. Are you kidding? You're, we're, we're not going to do pinstripe? Yeah, because we were there two years, three years ago. Uh, and it was a lot of fun, but it's also fun to have a cool destination. Really out of that list, I would say Music City uh, You know, would be an awesome place to go for New Year's. Beyond the pinstripe bowl, that would be the only one I would really seriously consider traveling to. Uh, I also put it at the top of the list because I think it's by far on this list, eh, not by far, but it's on this list as uh, definitely the least likely that we would end up at. I think I think that even at eight and four, uh, there's a national perception of BC ticket sales, which that's probably fair for bowl games. Uh, they don't want to make a team come all the way down south where they can grab a team like NC State and, and easily sell you know a bunch of seats. Yeah, uh, disagree. I think that is actually going to be where we end up. I think that, um, you know, like I said earlier, I, I think that you know, if the ACC has two representatives in the playoff, everyone gets bumped up a little bit. So I'll just I'll run through this quickly. I got Pinstripe as my number one because that'd be a nice commute. Wait, um, hang music- on, Matt. I thought we were doing Snake Draft. Yeah, but you you went out of order. Right? You picked a bad one for number one. Music City, Nashville's my, one of my favorite cities in the world. Uh, that is number two. Uh, it would be cool to, to play. And, and some of this is the opponent too, right? So for the Pinstripe, you're, you're going to play, you know, Big Ten, right? Big so Ten. You hope for an Iowa, like, a good traveling Iowa. Like too. Michigan State would Michigan be State, a sure. potential opponent there. Music City to be playing someone like South Carolina, Kentucky, which yep. is kind of meh. South Carolina would be cool. So um, military Bowl, you're probably going to play Navy. Uh, so those are, those are my big three. Outside of that, I'm probably not going. Military Bowl, uh, shout out, man. I'm, I might be in town anyway, so you, we could we could all go down for that. That could be fun. That would be fun. Um, so, and then the Belk, we're not going to Charlotte, but that's just kind of a poor man's version of the Music City. And also, and then, by the way, they're then, notorious. They're notorious for only picking like local teams. So that's NC. That is NC State ran all over it. Maybe Virginia. And people people like the Sun Bowl. I just I can't get excited about the about the Pac-12. I just can't do it. So um, it really comes down to I would love the pinstripe. I love Music City. And I, military would be cool. You have a month to prepare for the triple option. I think that's a winnable game. Um, so, so uh, Matt, I just got to say, but, for, hey, all Matt, the, for all the garbage that you threw Any bowl is better than no bowl. That, is, that so. is very true. And for all the garbage that you threw at, at my rankings that you didn't even let me finish, you just let me get one pick in, uh, our rankings were going to literally be the exact same except for the top two swaps. So uh, good job of you to judge a book by its cover and, and kind of jump down my throat before we got there. But. You had Shreveport uh, at number one, I'm pretty sure. So. Shreveport was, oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> I, am, I am hoping that we end with seven wins exactly uh, and end up in Shreveport against the ice-cold Florida team. That's like my dream come true for me. So, uh, <laughs> Actually, I will say, out of these two new segments, out of these two new segments. I saw Michigan uh, as, the, as one of the potential teams in Shreveport, so that could be oh, a, fun, a fun rematch. That would be awesome. The, against the Chips. I know Great they don't do that, but can you imagine? Great day to play, too. Uh, out of these <laughs> two segments, I will say the buys went a lot better than the Bull rankings uh but that's what we're here for we have no point have promised that we're going to deliver all hits we're just going to have a little fun along the way and and uh you know hope to get one out of every like every five be good 
Uh, speaking of one out of every five being good, Boston College has now has three out of every seven being awesome. Uh, we have four more to keep it rolling, three more to keep it rolling. Uh, and I see no reason why we don't do that. So thanks again for listening. Another great episode in the books. Come back next week for plenty of talk about NC State. Uh, obviously, the tone of the episode will depend on how they look Saturday night against the Tigers. But uh, all in all, things are looking up for the Eagles. Uh, bowl season coming up ahead and another three years for Das. It's always a great day to be a dude. It's time to put our time